You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, it has been a minute. It's like three weeks. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team, usually every day, but it hasn't been that way for a while, at least not for me here. Uh, I'm your host, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And apologies for the long absence. I needed some personal time dealing with some personal things. Uh, and nothing, nothing to worry about or anything like that. I just needed some time. But we are back. We are in action. We have a lot to talk about. We're just going to kind of freestyle it because there is so much to talk about. Uh, we are going to spend the first, the first part talking about all of the commitments Michigan has gotten in the time in which I was away. Touch on name, image, likeness, uh, somewhere in the middle, and go from there. But uh, Michigan has been on absolute tear on the recruiting trail. Does it look like Ohio State? No, it does not look like Ohio State. No JT Tumalau or, five, you know, five stars, but some four stars, some highly placed three stars. Uh, you know, we we saw one come on today. He's a four star, according to Rivals. He's a three star in 24-7 sports. Miles Pollard, obviously a guy that Michigan has been after for a very long time. Second corner, third defensive back in the class. Uh, it's a huge pickup. I mean, he's picking between Michigan, Auburn, and Oklahoma, has an Alabama uh, offer. That's the type of thing you want to see, right? If he has an Alabama offer, that's that's the deal, right? Same kind of thing with, like, Jaden McBurrows, who Michigan got last year. Played at the same high school as Junior Colson. Uh, he's 6'2", 185, so a taller cornerback. To, to couple with yet another taller cornerback in Will Johnson, who's 6'3", 190. So they're going for some length. I'll say that that defensive backfield is going to get shored up in a hurry. If it doesn't do it this year, it'll happen pretty quickly once these guys get onto campus. Because both of them, in my opinion, have play-early type ability. But... Sometimes I think what's more important than the star ranking, because people look at stars and like if you're looking at Michigan's commitment list on 24-7 sports, you look and you see you see that he's a three-star and you're like, huh, I don't know about that. Same thing if you're looking at like Colston Loveland, who committed over the weekend, committed on 4th of July. Tight end from Idaho, obviously not exactly a hotbed of recruits. It's a three-star, 588 overall, but has offers from Alabama, Auburn, LSU. If you have an offer from Alabama and, and you have an offer from LSU, I think you're probably pretty good. But uh, it seems that Michigan's looking to take three tight ends if they can because they've already got Marlon Klein in the fold. They've got Colston Loveland now who was really, really hot down the stretch there, and they're looking to pick up Oscar Delp as well. But uh, obviously I love both of those. Mario Eugenio from uh, Tampa, Florida. He's another guy. He's a four-star edge rusher, 6'3", 240. He's another guy that Michigan has been after for a very long time. Name that I believe 
if he wasn't brought up on the podcast when Steve Lorenz was on, he was brought up in the breakdown that Steve had uh, on Wolverine's Wire. So I think that's uh, that that you know again he's a guy that Michigan's been after for the longest time. So let's see if I can find what Steve said. Should have had that ready, but uh, didn't really think of it. But I talked to Steve back at the end of May. And he gave me a list of of players to take to keep a lookout for. And I'm pretty sure he was on that list. Maybe he wasn't. We'll see here. But he yet yet again. I mean, he's a guy that Michigan has wanted for a very long time. And they got him in the fold. Uh, doesn't have nearly as impressive of a uh, of a list as some of the others, but. Here's what Steve had to say about Miles Pollard, by the way. He said, top target on Michigan's board after the commitment of Will Johnson. Ranked as a three-star, but has four-star offer sheet. Elite program, still recruiting him. Former high school teammate of current Wolverine, Junior Colston. So, um, yeah, that might be that might be it there. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have Eugenio on there. But Eugenio's been on my radar for a while. So, uh, you know that. Uh, anyway. Then you go back a little bit. You got guys like Alessandro Lorenzetti. He's a Canadian guy. So he, there's, there's a reason why he isn't, uh, you know, he's a three-star now. At the time, he wasn't even rated. Uh, and, and that's, I've got Zuri up in my face. Uh, <laughs> some things never change. But uh, he's 6'6", 285. He's everything you're looking for as an offensive tackle. Again, read the tale of the offers. That's the thing. It's like I saw people complaining, like, why, you know, why are you going and, and getting this Canadian out of Connecticut? He doesn't have, uh, he doesn't even have a ranking right now. He's got a Georgia offer. He's got a Penn State offer. That's the type of thing you're looking for. Sometimes it's more important than the star rankings. And I'll, I'm not saying that if you get a whole class of these guys that suddenly you're going to be able to contend with Alabama or Ohio State. But, I mean, at the same time, it, it the fact that some of these same schools are offering tells you you're on the right path, regardless of their ranking. Because hey, Alessandro Lorenzetti is a three star, but he played. He's a Canadian, plays in Connecticut. You're not going to get necessarily that, uh, you know, that type of exposure. Cavante Henry, uh, I don't know much about. He's a linebacker, six four two twenty five. Kind of seems like he could be in that. Uh, Josh Uche type role. Granted, it's different defense, but same type of idea of being a an outside linebacker that can do some things. Um, I, I think the other one that's really important to note. Well, they got C.J. Stokes who, uh, and uh, C.J. Stokes and Aaron Alexander. I don't know much about Aaron Alexander, even though he's at Belleville. C.J. Stokes is a guy that uh, has been on Michigan's radar for a while. They really wanted him. I'm sure that they're still going to be pursuing some other running backs, but it's one of those. This is one of those classes where you don't necessarily need to get the the big five star type guy because they just got a five star in Donovan Edwards. Uh, but the other name that I obviously want to touch on is Jaden Denegal, four star quarterback from Apple Valley, California, who committed uh, a couple weeks ago. So Michigan really kind of was all over the map when it came to looking for its quarterback. He came and visited. They offered him. And just like that, that same day, he committed. So had his offers from Auburn and Georgia, Utah, 
So some pretty good schools. Michigan State as well, Colorado, Arkansas. So I think uh, especially because you have J.J. McCarthy in the last class, you're hoping to get Dante Moore in 2023. You have a little bit of room to play around there. Uh, but he's a four-star, so it's not like he's some kind of slouch either. Uh, three-star to 24-7 sports, but he's a four-star composite. Just out of the two four, the tw- top 24-7 in the composite. So I like what they're doing. There's a lot of a lot of players still out there that they really need to lock in with. That's the obvious important thing is not where they're at right now. Because I know people are probably on edge because they're like, you know, you want to see you 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 want to you want to see them pick up some of those highly rated players because they you know we we've seen that in some of the other classes. I think back to twenty twenty. I think back to the the week that they had uh or in twenty nineteen where they picked up Blake Corum and they picked up AJ Henning and they picked up uh, Jordan Morant who was going to wait to the Army All American game. But he told me like two days before that he committed. He was like, "I'm committing at the Army All American game." But you still have Walter Nolan out there, and it seems like Michigan's doing a really, really, really good job with him. Will he stay south? I mean, it's still probable, but I mean, the fact that he seemed like he was Florida bound and didn't end up going that way, that's a good sign. Seems like they're still doing okay with Josh Connerly, the uh, offensive tackle from Seattle. Now, doesn't seem like he's necessarily uh, going to decide for, you know, for any school anytime soon, but still in the thick of it with him. Keon Sab, the IMG Academy uh, safety, came up for a visit, official visit, I believe. So Oscar Delp, official visit. So they're still in it for Sebastian Cheeks. They're still in it for Dalen Tatum. So there's a lot of guys that they are in it for that are highly rated, that they have a really good shot with. Uh, and then they'll they'll fill it out with a couple guys that they've really liked for a long time, like Deion Walker, like Jacoby Albert, who just put Michigan in, in the top three. Jaleel Florence had a comment on um, another cornerback, commented when he saw that uh, what uh, Michigan's building after the Pollard. Uh, commitment. So there's still a lot of guys out there. Dylan Bell, the wide receiver out of Texas. Joshua Josephs. Actually, Joshua Josephs, I think, is the one that just left Michigan off, right? No, it was Justin Finkley. Justice Finkley. But uh, there's a lot of guys that they're still in it for that they really like. And I think the, that's the more important thing. Who do they really like? And get a little bit of the, the high-end guys. Get a little bit of the, the guys that you have seen that you think are going to be really good. All right, let's let's talk name image likeness uh, here up next. I think that uh, I, I like in my break that I took, I, I really kind of just took some time off. So to some degree, I haven't looked over everything. I just needed some time. But uh, before we get to all of that, uh, do you need to talk to you a little bit about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Listen, baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on BetOnline. Get all of the latest news, the odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. 
Check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit on betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use that promo code Locked On. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So name, image, likeness. And we've seen a bevy of different Michigan players taking advantage of this. And we've seen others take bigger advantage of it. Uh, But you're starting to see more of the landscape as it's formed. I know I'm behind the eight ball here. I know all the other podcasts out there have talked about it, but you haven't had me for three weeks. So we'll get into it just a little bit. But you look you look at what Michigan's had. You, you got a couple guys with their own brands, their own shirts, whether it's Aiden Hutchinson or Daxton Hill have their own shirts you can go out and get. You can support them directly. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, you've got, seems like the whole team on that online gaming service. And you're starting to see some of these guys sign up for Barstool as Barstool athletes. So uh, it's you see Jace Howard signed up. He's a Barstool athlete. Andrell Anthony. Uh, I, I think that might be it as far as those are concerned. I don't buy that Michigan has botched this like some have said. Because, number one. It's new. It's like not everyone's going to be like Bo Nix and get your, I don't remember what he was doing, but he had his like ready to roll at midnight announcement for his endorsement. Not everyone's Derek King, who's got cleats he's going to be selling and a bunch of other things. I mean, Miami, obviously, everyone's getting $6,000. I don't believe you can do a thing where you have a bunch of donors just put together a pool and say, here, take some money. Uh, I think they have to actually be available to endorse things. I think that's the whole point. Can't just become booster you. That's still illegal. But at the same time, I do think, and I I see a lot of like lists of like schools most primed to take advantage of name image likeness because of their, their standing. And you see like Nebraska number three and Michigan, not even on the list in the top 10. Come on. (laughs) Michigan, because of the boosters, I mean, that is that is accurate because of the largest living alumni base. I mean, there's a lot of people who run businesses that are Michigan alums. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people with cash to just throw out. The Michigan money cannon is a real deal. But I mean, you got to have something to promote. I'm sure you'll see a lot of these guys on cameo and things of that nature. I mean, I just don't think that we know exactly what this landscape is going to look like. I think if if you're giving out a report card based off of the first 24 hours or the first week, 
like we're, we're, we're barely a week in here, right? We're not even a full week. It'll be a full week tomorrow on Thursday. You, you know, you, you're, you're jumping the gun, uh, especially because there's recruits have been saying, so the reports go, it's not directly from me. Recruits have been saying that Michigan has had the most impressive name image likeness pitch that they've seen out there. So give it time. You know, it's it's not the first out the gate that wins the race necessarily. Michigan is in a like Michigan's brand recognition is parallel to none. When I lived in Los Angeles, I used to hike Runyon Canyon every single day. For for a, not the whole time I lived there, but I lived in Hollywood. I lived pretty close. Uh, I I was like a mile away, so it was a mile walk there, a mile walk back, two mile walk up and down the canyon. Almost every single day, I would see at least somebody wearing a Michigan hat or a Michigan shirt or something. I was often wearing something myself, and usually got a lot of go blues, even for people not wearing Michigan stuff. Michigan has brand recognition that is parallel to none. I think part of it, the reason why you have to be patient, is because Michigan right now does not have the the type of stars that we're used to. Now, they have guys like Aiden and Daxton who normally would be giant stars. But right now, like if you look at all of these lists of like top college football players, preseason All-Americans, Aiden Hutchinson's getting some second team love on those. Not making the top 50 college football players. Daxton Hill is still on the ready to break out list, but that's pretty much it. If it's Cade McNamara or Alan Bowman, whoever the starting quarterback is, if they go out there and they, they have, or JJ McCarthy, they go out there and they start having some, some big games that the name image likeness thing will change for them in a hurry. Think about, Khalid Hill. Khalid Hill was not a household name. Khalid Hill was just like a dude that was like on injured reserve for the longest time. Just kind of hanging around, not in uniform even. Finally, 2016 rolls around. Khalid gets his shot. Before long, he's the hammer and panda. That's how that's going to work. That's how that's going to be big. Not in the middle of June and July. No, it's, it's going to be in the season when some of these guys become household names. Ronnie Bell has receiving numbers very similar to Chris Olave. Now, if he can get his touchdown numbers to be reflective, similar to Chris Olave, you better believe there's going to be some ring my bell stuff. You know what I mean? It'll change in a flash. It's not going to take long whatsoever for some of these guys to be able to capitalize, but they're, they're going to have to do it on the field. It's not just going to happen overnight. So just got to wait to see how that all works. And uh, I definitely think that uh, once they start playing some games and things of that nature, you're going to see some of these guys get bigger and bigger endorsement deals. I mean, just, just think about if like Denard Robinson was around in the age of name image likeness, you know, like I mean, even guys that didn't necessarily, like, put up incredible numbers, but, like, were really popular, like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, they would have been easily endorsing something. 
And I'm curious to see local commercials and things of that nature, uh, what or you know, local businesses, car dealerships, whatever, how some of these places that normally would maybe go and try to get a Detroit Lions player or maybe go and get a Detroit Pistons player, how that changes the game once now that Michigan can can be included in these things. So I'm curious to see it. I think it will once the season comes, you'll see a big change. All right, we'll round it out here with just some general thoughts on general things. But first, Built Bar, y'all know how much I love Built Bar. I have blasted through box after box after box. If you haven't had Built Bar before, I mean, try it because you'll be addicted to them like I am. If you don't know what it is, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And it is absolutely delicious. That they've only gotten better. They are uh, very low calorie, very low carb, very high protein. Everything you want. And they're so delicious that I can usually not just eat one. I get a box of 18. Guess how many times uh, I, I sit down to have a built Bar? Probably about 11 times because I probably only twice will say, eh, I'm only going to have one right now because usually it's two at a time because they're that good. Helping with some gains now that I'm back in the gym last uh, couple months. So that's good, too. Has everything you want. So go to BuiltBar.com, put in promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15, 15% off of your next order of Built Bar. All right. So obviously got to touch on... Uh, the news that came earlier in the week, Hunter Dickinson and uh, Devontae Jones, both withdrawing from the NBA draft. That's huge for Michigan basketball. That's, uh, I, I mean, to me, like right now I look at that roster. You've got Caleb Houston, who's currently participating in the Olympics, the under-19 team. I think that you you got those three, I think, probably as starters. I mean, obviously the first two, Caleb Houston, have to earn that job, but he's five-star definitely an early impact type of guy come in make a big difference uh and then obviously you still have eli brooks and i think brandon johns is probably ready to step into the role that isaiah livers once held and i mean he's he's looked good once he's kind of gotten in the swing of things so i mean to me michigan is kind of a team to beat and uh i spoke to somebody weirdly enough close to the basketball side of things, and they were they were telling me that the Musa Diobate and Will Shutter just look like absolute beasts. Like, you would never know that these are incoming freshmen, that they're just gargantuan, ripped, in shape, ready to go. So, excellent news there. Um, I do want to address, they got a lot of blowback for this, but I want to address it just to... Say, hey, this is not what I'm saying. And anyone who listens to me knows that this isn't what I'm saying. But I put out an article about a week ago. 24-7 Sports says that Michigan is a uh, dark horse candidate for the 2021 college football playoff. I am not saying that that Michigan is going to go to the college football playoff. And so many people that were thinking that I was the person saying it, even though it says right in the headline, 24-7 Sports. Michigan football, a dark horse candidate for the 2021 college football playoff. They could be. It's a very experienced team compared to some of the others. 
uh, because here's the thing. Where is this? I have these numbers up. I'm going to look them up here. You look at the teams that they're facing. Michigan comes in slightly above the national average at number 57, according to Bill Connolly, in returning experience. Now, here's the thing. Michigan had a lot of returning experience in 2015, 2016, and look at how they fared there. 2017, not so much. 2018, yes. 2019, not so much. 2020, not so much. Returning experience is a giant key. It, it isn't always foolproof, but it's a giant key. And here's the good news. Ohio State is third to last in teams with returning experience. They return 51% of their starters. You know, and this is including transfers and stuff like that. But Michigan, in order, like Northwestern fans I've seen on some message boards have been really confused by my dogging of Northwesterns. I've been putting together a lot of lists of all Big Ten what have you. And Northwestern fans are like, why is this guy hating us? Like, well, you lost, you lost Mike Hingwitz and you, you don't have a lot of guys coming back. They're second to last in the country, 39% returning. But the bat, you know, the good news is when you look at the roster, I mean, Nebraska is 84th in the country. Michigan state is 83rd. And I know Michigan lost to one last year. NIU, I don't think you have to worry about their number, but they're 79th. Penn State is right around where Michigan is. They're 55th with 79%. So that's where you start getting dodgy is because Penn State and Wisconsin, like Wisconsin is, and, and uh, Indiana and Washington are right up there. Wisconsin's 35th in the country. Washington's 38th. Indiana's 39th. They're returning a lot. So if you can get through some of those games, and I think a lot of that is going to be dependent on having a quarterback. Because listen, I'm still saying eight and four. And I'm more seven and five to eight and four than eight and four to nine and three. I think they're more likely to go eight and four than anything. But if not eight and four, seven and five is probably a pretty good place. Rutgers has the most returning experience in, the, in that on Michigan's schedule. 92% of their of their starters in Michigan went to triple overtime with Rutgers. So that'll be interesting. That very well could be an interesting game. But again, Michigan has more talent. Any team in the, in the conference not named Ohio State. Yeah, we haven't heard a lot of these names. And a lot of these guys didn't play great last year. But how many times have you seen a Michigan team have guys like, I remember like wearing my number 10 jersey that I got at, TJ Maxx on uh, Stadium or Maple or whatever you want to call it. I had a number 10 jersey and I used to wear it in uh, in LA and people would be like, I'd go to like a Michigan bar and people would be like, oh cool, you got a Tom Brady jersey. I'm like, no, this is a Jeremy Gallon jersey just to get laughs because it's like, see Jeremy Gallon out there, like what's this dude's deal? Only for the guy to become Mr. Reliable, you know? You have to remember, sometimes it turns on Stevie Brown, I remember watching him and being like, this guy is a liability. And then before long, he's one of the most stalwart players on the team. That's how it works sometimes. Sometimes it goes the other way, but never fear. All right, we got the mailbag tomorrow. Uh, I already have the thing asking for questions. The Twitter <laughs> account 
you know what it is. By the way, this is our 500th episode. Done 500 of these things. So, go team. Anyway, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Peace.